Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. This is not a mistake. We are trying out the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show feed. I am Dave DeFore, joined as I was yesterday by Keith Parrish. We're going to talk about the West and I don't know. Uh, this is funny because the, the Lakers have been the butt of a lot of jokes in the offseason. Um, they got older but I actually think that they improved some of their issues, Keith. They are our consensus number one in the Western Conference. Uh, no question, right? Well, I think no question is a bit strong, Dave. I think the Jazz have an argument. I think the Suns have an argument. But I am willing to concede, yes, I'll put them number one at my power poll if we're doing that for the Western Conference. Out of respect for what we hope is a healthy LeBron James, a healthy Anthony Davis, a healthy Russell Westbrook, and then four other really old old guys. That are all going to stay healthy all season long, which is yes. why we have them number one. Uh, number two number two and three, we got Utah and Phoenix. I mean, this is a no-brainer. The, these are two solid, solid teams. Everybody's coming back. Uh, I, I do think that Utah runs into problems once they get into the playoffs, but for the regular season, Rudy Gobert is all the defense you need, right? Yeah, and honestly, if we were ranking these by regular season win totals, I might do Jazz number one. I think Jazz are just going to dominate once again. Teams just can't deal with them in the regular season. Like, if they can't scheme with them, I think, over several games, there's so much talent. Gobert is so dominant. But, yeah, the Jazz, I think, are going to be an absolute monster this year. The Suns, who, who we penciled at, at the third spot, it's going to be interesting to me because they did, in fact, sneak up on people last year. I mean, yes, they knew they had Chris Paul, and we knew they went 8-0 in the bubble back in the day, but still them being that good, you know, that I think took people back a little bit, and now you've seen them coming off this NBA Finals appearance where they're now a team you circle when, when you're getting your season tickets. You're like, all right, the Suns are coming in town, and so, like, will they take a step back with that? I don't know. I mean, they're very, very talented. There are some rumors, uh, like Sham Shrani was saying, that maybe they, they go out and get a Thad Young. That would be a great piece. Thad Young is such a winner. would be a great piece for this team. But, you know, as it is now, I think those three, I feel great about it. Lakers, Jazz, Suns, those are the three best teams in the West. And I think by a good margin. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And four and five, again, we our consensus here was pretty in, in, incredible, I, I think, because we did not discuss this beforehand. But we both had Denver and the Clippers in the four and five spot. Two teams with star players who are going to be out for most of the season, if not the entire season, with ACLs. Of course, Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard. Um, but I will say with Denver, Bones Highland might be at least a passable replacement or at least a guy who's going to be able to handle the ball a little bit and shoot some playing with Jokic. And I know that's high expectations for a rookie, but VCU guys don't play around, man. I was about to make fun of you for using a rookie as an excuse to put a team as the fourth best team in the Western Conference. I do think the opportunity from Jamal Murray being out will be beneficial, but I will say my ranking has nothing to do with Bones Highland. Sorry, Nuggets fans. I just believe that much in Jokic, the reigning MVP, being able to guide his team to regular season victories. And then if we're thinking if it's a year-long thing, then when Jamal Murray comes back, I mean, this team last year before Jamal Murray went down, after the Aaron Gordon trade, there's this brief window that Nuggets fans are still talking about. It's like eight or nine games where they look like the best team in the NBA. They were trouncing everybody. And, like, it's a huge what if. If Jamal Murray never goes down, like, could it, it have been them winning the NBA title last season? But even with Jamal Murray being out, I trust Jokic a lot to get this team as the fourth best team in the West. I feel like 
your reveal that we both had the Clippers five might be somewhat surprising because Kawhi Leonard possibly misses the entire season. I assume that you're like me, that you just think this team has enough talent around Paul George and Paul George can turn it into that, like, you know, top five ish player, like possibly be in the MVP vote even um, by playing that well. And then there's enough guys like Reggie Jackson, Batum, maybe a bounce back year from Ibaka that that's good enough for them to hold off the other teams chasing them. Yeah, and that defense is very solid and is going to be able to hold up well to the rigors of the regular season. I mean, they keep finding guys at the end of the bench that can just come out and defend, uh, and you're not going to have to worry about scoring when you have an offense like they've got. I mean, it, it they can really, really play. And to me, the defense is the bigger thing. For the regular season, to be able to defend at the level that they can, I think that's very important to regular season success. At six, now, a little bit of controversy. This is where it starts with us because we're not quite sure – what to make of some of these teams in the bottom half of the top of the Western Conference is an odd way to put that. But Portland at six, uh, look, this is all about Damian Lillard. That's it, plain and simple. I think Damian Lillard is good enough to take the this team to a six seed no matter what. And I have them slightly above the Mavericks because Jason Kidd just frankly is not a very good coach. And I think that that is going to hurt the Mavericks at some point during the regular season and cost them a game or two here and there. And those add up. Uh, we agree here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you totally. Those are both my my six and seven teams. I think with the Western Conference this year, I feel comfortable about the top four. Even with Jamal Murray being out, I feel comfortable. Lakers, Jazz, Suns, Nuggets. Those are teams I'm good with. The rest, it's a mess, and I don't know what to expect. I, I'm right now. You and I both say, all right, Clippers are, the, are probably the one we're the most confident of those. But now when we get to six, seven, eight, nine, I think it's a jumble. When we talked about the East. Yesterday, it was saying, you know, these six seed, seven seed, eight seeds are going to win a bunch of games. I'm not positive how many games these teams are going to win. Like the Mavericks, they didn't do anything. I mean, like Reggie Bullock, it should be an improvement over Josh Richardson, but they didn't do a whole lot. The Blazers did things, you know, because they're trying to woo and keep their superstar, Damian Lillard, but they weren't that awesome last year and I still don't think what they did really moved the needle for their outcome like they're going to probably lose in the first round of the playoffs but I do like what they did just with the depth Larry Nance is like a true power forward to play there um, even Cody Zeller like they hemorrhaged points last year when Nurkic was off the court like just Cody Zeller's a backup five that's a great bit of work or a nice bit of work for them I think to maintain their standing and again, fight for the six seed. Is that enough to keep Damon Lillard happy? Is that enough to uh, keep them out of a Ben Simmons trade? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I like that. Um, Mavericks, we say Mavericks. Mavericks no, at seven. Mavericks at seven, yeah, and then Blazers ahead of them at six. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, though, uh, maybe a little bit of a bump for the Mavericks if Porzingis comes back completely healthy and in in tip-top shape because remember it's been a few years since he's even been able to train for basketball because he's been recovering from injury training camp and I know I say this all the time but training camp's very important for these guys to get started and man he got a late start last season and this I wanna... this is a guy he's only like 18 months removed from being a a force in the NBA right before the shutdown, he was playing like a top 25 top 30 player and that was the guy that everyone was expecting to come back from that that follow-up knee injury and he just isn't there yet i would say yeah this is porzingis it's his i think it's his first healthy summer and like how many years it's, it's, it's a lot of years so him in training camp he'll be totally ready for jason kidd to start playing mind games with them 
Uh, and at eight, we've got Memphis, which uh, may be a little bit of an upset. Everyone knows I like to overrate the Golden State Warriors because of Steph Curry. But uh, I just think Memphis, again, the depth is going to matter so much this season. They got rid of Grayson Allen, which I know, big big deal in your house, Keith. And, and look, <laughs> I just think right. Desmond Bain, more minutes for Desmond Bain is going to open that offense up. And I think another guy looking to have a healthy season, looking to have a full training camp, looking to maybe be in that most improved player conversation, even though it's really just going to be about him being on the court, maybe fouling less, Jaron Jackson Jr. is due. That's the thing for me. And obviously, I'm a homer, big Grizzlies fan, Grizzlies podcaster, but I think people are overlooking this team that they're getting, like you say, they're getting Jaron Jackson Jr. back. They they made the playoffs last year essentially without Jaron Jackson Jr. being a positive contributor on the court like when he played in the regular season he, he wasn't any good like so we're getting him back and and the trades they made this year or this offseason sending out starters from last year Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen I'm seeing a lot of analysis of that that I disagree with they're saying oh the Grizzlies are taking a step back like no 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 the Grizzlies want to play their dudes they want to push them in to the pool and say all right let's swim and I think Losing Valanciunas as amazing as he was last year and losing Grayson Allen, it just gives more opportunity to other guys. De'Anthony Melton, Xavier Tillman, Brandon Clark, and Jaron Jackson Jr., who missed all last year, they're going to step up. And so that's why I feel pretty good about us having him as the eighth spot. Another reason I feel happy about having the eighth spot is I don't trust the team we have behind them. This is, this is, this is some about Memphis. For me, this is a lot about the Golden State Warriors and just not believing in them. I mean, the Golden State Warriors are they're anticipating a lot from Klay Thompson. And yeah. listen, man, the Achilles after the ACL tear, I just don't know if I can put as much stock in Klay Thompson coming back anywhere close to the player that he was as a lot of people are with the Warriors. And listen, I think Steph Curry, if he's not the best player in the league, he's in that, that top five, that first tier. I think Seth Partnow agrees with us there. Uh, but it's just not enough, especially if they don't have better guys around. And, and look, Clay Thompson could come out and look like Clay Thompson one night. What's he going to look like on night four? What's he going to look like, you know, th third game in four nights? I, I just don't know. I'm worried for this squad. I mean, I love watching Steph Curry. Like you said, possibly the best basketball player on the planet still. But, like, if Clay Thompson's not going to play until Christmas or, or something, and then they've lost, like, they weren't great pieces, but they were functional, needed pieces last year. Like, they got rid of Bazemore and Oubre, and they replaced them with rookies? Like, are we, are we, are we talking about Nemanja Bielitsa? Like, like, what are we talking about? Like, what's going to be expected of these people? I mean, maybe Jordan Poole keeps taking a step. Maybe Juan Toscano-Anderson keeps taking a step. But, like, this team is so, like, shallow as far as, like, their talent. And they're still going to want to give minutes to Wiseman, who was bad. Like, Kaminga looked good at Summer League, but he could possibly be bad. So, like, I am not very confident in this Warriors team. Yeah, and I don't think anyone should be at all. And obviously this roster is in flux and probably not what it's going to look like at the end of the season. Uh, and this one, this last spot, this 10th spot was our first point of contention. Uh, I chose the Sacramento Kings. You chose the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I didn't really have any rhyme or reason. I almost flipped a coin because I was like, these are two really bad teams. I think Sacramento uh, maybe just has a chance to be slightly better. Uh, but you pointed out Luke Walton. Bad coach. 
I don't have a lot of confidence in Luke Walton. Yeah, we, we we basically agreed in all these tiers and like all the teams and, you know, maybe we were one off there, but this one, we couldn't come to an agreement. I could not in good conscience pick the Kings to end their, their 15-year playoff drought to not even make the play-in, which is all they have to do, I guess, to, to end that drought. I mean, like, I'm optimistic. You know, I made fun of you for mentioning Bones Highland. Like, Davion Mitchell is who I could mention now if I wanted to get excited, but we're talking about a rookie. A rookie is going to change that team's fortunes, that team's culture. He's going to teach them all how to win. Like, you still have Buddy Heald who doesn't want to be there. Like, I, I, don't, I, I can't sign up for, for, for the Kings. The Pelicans, at least, I know they have Zion Williamson. And I, I don't totally understand everything else they did this year, like replacing Lonzo Ball with Devontae Graham. Like, why? Uh, they got rid of the best passer they had. Like, no one on that team is even a good passer anymore. Like, they added Jonas Valanciunas, who he'll get his 17 and 12, but, like, it's, it's going to be coming from someone else's plate. Like, he, those points, he's not going to generate points for anybody else. And I, don't, I just don't see how the pieces fit at all on the Pelicans. But... They're going to fit a little bit better than whatever Sacramento has going on. I just think the sheer talent of Zion and Brandon Ingram, I trust to get whatever it's going to be, 35 wins, 34 wins, whatever it takes to be 10th in the West this season. Yeah, they definitely have a higher ceiling. I, I will fully uh, admit to that. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the shows we've got on The Athletic. Uh, check out The Athletic NBA show later on this afternoon and uh, give us some feedback on what you think about having the Daily Ding in your Athletic NBA show feed. Uh, for Keith, I'm Dave. Keith, take us away. Ding, ding.